0: computer? No. worries. Your mobile device becomes a radio when you download the free iPhone or Android app at radioonthego.com. 104.9 KLMJ. Radio on the go.
1: At First Bank Hampton, we are focused on our customers' big dreams. Hi, this is Colleen Mortz. Whether you're planning for retirement, purchasing your first home, or starting a business of your own, let us help you make those dreams come true. As a community bank, we want to see local people succeed and our communities prosper and grow. If you're ready to pursue your dreams, we're here, ready to help you succeed. First Bank Hampton is an equal housing lender and member FDIC.
0: Welcome to the First Bank Hampton Newsmaker Program. Newsmaker is an informative local broadcast presented Monday through Friday on 104.9 KLMJ with interviews available in their entirety online at RadioOnTheGo.com. Each day, newsmakers from Hampton, Franklin County, and around the broadcast area visit with Radio On The Go about events, meetings, public policy, and issues affecting our area. And now, here's today's Newsmaker Program presented by First Bank Hampton, home of Nest Egg.
2: Good afternoon. On today's Radio On The Go Newsmaker program, we are joined by Franklin County Sheriff Aaron Dodd. Wanted to bring him in today to talk about a couple of topics. And one of the first ones is, uh, Sheriff, that you recently had a, a project at the Law Enforcement Center that is going to help you guys a lot. But why don't you tell
3: folks about the process? We moved into our current building back in June of 2014 when Dispatch moved into their area over there. So since for those last 8 plus years they've been operating out of the same room with the same consoles and everything else so it was time for an upgrade with there being ARPA funds available you know through the county we made an application for 35,000 you know through the ARPA program to go towards upgrading our dispatch area and that included quite a bit of flooring you can imagine someone being in there someone's been in that space every day every hour for the last 3000 days. So you can imagine flooring with chairs and stuff. It wears out. The consoles were in need of replacing. So we had a took kind of pretty big project and uh, had that. We're just wrapping that up now, kind of putting on the finishing touches. And you
2: mentioned about the ARPA, the, the federal funds that came out after the COVID
3: situation and everything. The total cost was about what again? We received about 35000 from ARPA, but we've currently spent... The project totaled probably about 55000 We were able to balance. We were able to use our E911 funds, which is funds generated through your phone surcharges and everything else that funds kind of hardware projects when it comes to, you can imagine, radio equipment in the county, paging equipment in the county, civil service sirens in the county. That does all that funding, so we can also use that stream of revenue for dispatch consoles for, you know, it's got to go toward the way we use it in Franklin County is for, I guess you'd call it hard hardware items.
2: Now, what about the, to me, I'd say basic equipment, but a lot of your weapon, the bulletproof vest, the belt that you have to wear and all that, and
3: besides that with the vehicles, where do you get the funding for those type of things? That's all, you know, local money, uh, tax-level money that comes from either general basic or rural basic through the county, you know, so the sheriff's office, you know, that's completely funded through county tax money, and uh, same with our Emergency Management Commission, which is Franklin County Emergency Management Communications is how we've got that organized. And then we've also got, you know, e nine one one, which like I said, that's going to take care of the radio towers and kind of all the pieces that uh, you take for granted until you need them around.
2: I would be remiss if I didn't ask you why you were in here today about staffing. Where are you at right now? I know there's some agencies continue to struggle, but
3: uh, what are you authorized to have and what do you have? Sure, back to just okay. like we talked about you know with dispatch you, you have six full-time it. dispatchers and there's some part-time that. persons that Quick fill in as well we it just became growingly connection. difficult to retain part-time staff tremendous amount of training that goes involved with dispatching and certification so we currently have six full-time and are trying to keep you know at least baseline of part-time as well but it's just we've figured out that part-time help you know is tough to come by hard to retain and in the sheriff's office i do have a full staff with seven deputies plus myself we're in a great position as far as that goes you know being full staffed is a great feeling let's talk about
2: we're not too far into the new year, but any goals or projects that you have on the horizon that you're just going to try to maybe stay the course, for at least for the time being?
3: We've done a lot throughout the last couple years. And right now, one of the last project. this was also an ARPA project that worked out really well, but we've wanted uh, body-worn cameras for all the deputies. So we were able to secure funding through that, through ARPA as well. That is up and implemented and in place. And anymore with law enforcement, it seems like everything is Kind of technology driven. It's not my favorite part about the job. That's not, you know I'm not a techno person, but uh, it's nothing in the near future. But we've really knocked out a lot of projects with mobile computers and body cameras and camera upgrades. And
2: Any challenges that, that lie on the horizon for your department?
3: No, outside of people are aware of that. You know, we drug issues are really what drive a lot of our, not a lot, they drive almost all of our crime locally so that we realize a lot of that needs to start with prevention, not always punishment, but you know, we just can keep our nose to the street and kind of do what we can to stop crime where we can, but just, I just ask the people in the community, you know, whatever they can do for prevention and help those in need and help those families that need a little help, it's it's a challenging situation, you know, there's more powerful drugs out there, we're seeing people that you know, it's not just a a short-term struggle it's a long-term it's really a life-changing struggle that they're facing so it's pretty sad like i said we're we wear a lot of different hats it's not always just crime and punishment it's a lot of counseling and a lot of uh, parenting at times and just a lot it's a uh, the day in the life of a rural deputy is
0: an interesting life some days
2: okay well our thanks to sheriff aaron dodd today's guest on the radio on
0: the go newsmaker program First Bank Hampton's Newsmaker program can be heard every Monday through Friday on 104.9 FM following KLMJ's News at Noon. To hear today's conversation in its entirety, visit radioonthego.com, click Newsmaker under the News tab. Podcast listeners can follow Newsmaker and listen to other broadcasts on demand by subscribing to the Radio on the Go podcast for free on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks for listening to today's Newsmaker program presented by your friends at First Bank Hampton, home of Nestegg.
1: When you buy a car or a house, you may need a loan. Do you know who to turn to for all your lending needs? Hi, this is Colleen Mords at First Bank Hampton. No matter what your financial needs may be, we're always here to help. At First Bank Hampton, we are offering special competitive loan rates with local decision-making and service. Whether you're in the market for a new car, a new RV, or making updates to your home, stop in and visit with us. You can count on us for all your banking needs. First Bank Hampton is an equal housing lender and member FDIC.